We're going to watch another video. And in this interview, uh, like, like I said when we started, there's some language in this. There's some verbiage in this. So if you are in the room with children, uh, please pause it and come back later when you're by yourself. But this is a video of someone who transitioned and they get real emotional and very graphic of what was done to them. And they they just wish some, they're going to say, I'm not sure if it started off as a guy. Yeah, a guy, because you'll see the title when I switch over the camera. It's very tragic of something that is now non-reversible and that they cannot go back. And he said, I wish somebody would have just hugged me. That breaks my heart that somebody didn't take the time to just tell them that they mattered. And I think we we are guilty of this a lot, is that we're so quick to judge, so quick to bash somebody over the head when really they're screaming out for help. Let's watch this. Yeah. So part of your kind of transition horror story here is that you have a neovagina that isn't working properly. You have osteoporosis and, and scoliosis. Can you talk about that? I mean, it's transphobic to say, but after I've been through the system, I 100% feel like a, I was part of some cruel medical and social experiment. Did you hear that? A cruel medical and social experiment. It's being pushed on people that to have value, you have to go as extreme as possible in the other direction to, for someone to recognize you. Except for nobody checked on me. And if I offed myself, nobody, I would not even be included in any statistics. I'm sure they would just write me off as some other issues. None of the people who gave me letters, surgeries. Moreover, I've spent thousands of dollars. I've traveled across the country, was, did all the consults trying to get help. So every time I went to consults, I entered my history, my information. None of those people are studying like the transitioners. So when right. trans community says regret rate is 1% and complication rate is 1%, that's bullshit. It is bullshit. Bullshit, and you guys need to hear this. But what they don't really tell you is that the body treats you as a wound. And, um, and it tries it, to close up. Yes, constantly trying to close up. Mm. In my case, yeah, it starts shutting down right away. Yeah, so what, what happens is, like, so this person had their member, a man, had their member cut off. And when it was cut off, they had installed plastic surgery of from male parts to now female parts. So it had... They had to make the canal and go in. So the body is trying to fight that as if you had a cut on your arm. And it's saying that, hey, we need to send blood here. We need to scab it up. Let's heal this wound. And so they constantly, and I've heard this multiple times, that it is so terrible. They constantly have to continually keep it open. And it is very painful and damaging mentally and physically. Because they're constantly going through such excruciating pain, trying to keep it open so that they still have the look, appearance of a woman. Pretty much. So I got a revision. Like a few months later, I was back on operating table and I got blamed at the time that like you didn't dilate enough, even though I was religiously dilating and I couldn't understand it, just patient blamed pretty much. Now that I talk to other people, it's the same happened to them, you know, that's what they don't tell you, you know? Yeah. And it's like... So so the same thing's happening to all of them that have done this. It's a medical issue, and nobody in the medical field will give you that information before you do it because you spend thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for their help. It's like probably right now, they very possibly could have a cure for cancer or multiple diseases, but they won't do it. Not to go down the rabbit hole and go all conspiracy, but... 
the medical field won't allow it to be known, just like they suppressed a lot of things during COVID and because they're trying to pad their pockets. It's the same thing with this. Literally one one little spot in their clinic that does this type of work, well, a major hospital in the United States of America said that their one little clinic that they have for this stuff and all that would support and hold up the rest of everything else. So they're not going to say a word. They're going to let people keep suffering and keep being fed to the sharks like this. So they kept on blaming me for not dilating enough. And uh, so- and then it's your fault. So they did the surgery, which they just opened me back up and they're like, you have eight inches. Congrats. And I was like excited. So I drove back to Massachusetts. And by the time I got home, pretty much I already lost one inch. I couldn't dilate back up. I was like, oh my gosh. OK, I'm going to save the seven inches. That's plenty, you know. And I was like putting stunts in me, driving a car with a dildo inside of me and with tight pennies, like to the point that I couldn't even pee. And then my back started hurting like 2020. I thought it was a mattress issue. I kept on like, oh my God, my back hurts so much. If I sit up, like, then I went uh, to chiropractor and he was like, you have uh, scoliosis. And again, like my paperwork is female. So, and again, I'm like, don't want to tell like random people that don't need to know that I'm trans, you know, it's like, and he was like, I guess if I told him earlier, I would have probably, he would have put two and two together that maybe it was Mm -hmm. hormone related. But then I did some more research and I ended up going for that finally bone scan in 2020, maybe. I realized I had like osteoporosis in my spine. It's pretty bad, but honestly, my story is not as bad because there's other D-trans males. I don't know if we'll have time, but like they have it worse as people who have no sensation in their like groin. It's I like, saw a viral post yeah. from another detransitioner who said lip, that yeah. you could literally stab yeah, his genitals with a knife and there is no sensation. Yeah, reachy. And that mm-hmm. is so... Like, I don't think people understand, like, you know, for years as a trans person, I've been asked, like, my reasons for not wanting the surgery, et cetera. And people are like, well, yeah, maybe you won't be able to orgasm anymore. In their mind, their their head goes to, like, will you be able to still come afterwards? The reality is, for some people, and you're saying for yourself, you can't even have sex. You have had a sex change, and now you cannot have sex. Yeah. And see, that's the catch. They get you to where... You pay them thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Man, it is terrible. Like, what they're doing to these people, what they are allowing to be done. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It would mean a great deal to me if you download, share, and subscribe so you can be notified every time I put out a new episode. Once again, thank you and see you next time on Faith and Failures.